focus on yourself, not the competition. Once I start focusing on speaking, coaching, consulting, what I could do, not what my competition's doing. I used to like watch other speakers' Instagrams, like what they're doing. Why am I not doing that? Is he better than me? Is she better than me? And once I stop doing that and say, okay, Marcus, be better than yourself yesterday. Focus on getting past the obstacles you were having issues with yesterday or last week. Once I started doing that, Larry, that's when life got a lot better. Welcome to the Midland Money Mindset. This is a podcast that's all about getting your mind right when it comes to all things money. In every episode, we go deep with engaging guests who provide tangible takeaways and a whole lot of joy along the way. I hope you enjoy these conversations as much as I enjoyed having them. Let's dive into today's show. I'm Larry Sprung, your host for the Midland Money Mindset and founder and wealth advisor of Midland Financial. Today's guest is Marcus Ogden, former NFL athlete and now keynote speaker, business coach and consultant, best-selling author, and podcast host. In 2003, Marcus was drafted into the NFL as an offensive lineman, and after five years of playing in the league, he decided to retire and pursue a career in construction. Following his NFL career, Marcus started a construction company, Caden Premier Enterprises, which quickly grew to being a multi-million dollar construction firm. In 2013, it all crashed down around him after he got involved with a bad business deal and ended up losing everything. During his darkest hours, Marcus pulled himself together, got a part-time job as a custodian, and with hard work and determination, got to where he is today. Marcus decided he would use what he had learned from his experiences, both an athlete and an entrepreneur, to help others succeed where he failed. His passion is to create value for every client, and some of his clients that he works with are well-known, such as Home Depot, PNC Bank, Liberty Mutual, and most recently, Molson Coors, to name a few. Listen in and hear about Marcus's journey from NFL to entrepreneur and how he has used his experiences to help countless people succeed at a very high level. Well, hello, everybody. Larry Sprung here, and I have the awesome pleasure of being with Marcus Ogden, former NFL athlete, keynote speaker, business coach, and consultant, best-selling author, and most recently, podcast host. Thanks for joining us today, Marcus. How are you, Larry? Thanks for having me on, sir. I am fantastic. I want to share, we've had a couple of athletes, even NFL athletes here on the show. Can you tell our listeners like a few minute overview about your career in the NFL and what you are doing now after you are done playing? So I was drafted out of Howard University in 2003 by Jack Del Rio and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Played there, then went to Baltimore under Brian Billick, then played in Buffalo under Mike Malarkey and Dick Duran. Then I played in Nashville under Jeff Fisher, and I retired from the NFL after almost a six-year career. Had a lot of fun, played with some amazing football players, a lot of Hall of Fame guys, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Kevin Mawai. Just name a few. Right. Really enjoy it, Larry. I learned a lot about discipline, hard work, which really helped me today as a speaker and a coach, consultant, and author. But after the NFL, I struggled for about months with alcoholism, addiction, nightlife, 
And then unfortunately, I got into a lot of gambling and then I had a really strong wake up call. And after that wake up call, I got into construction and I built Larry, the largest African-American subcontracting company in the city of Baltimore, in the state of Maryland for two years. We were site work contractors, site work, earthwork, utilities, grading. And unfortunately, Larry, as the company grew, so did my ego. And as my ego grew, I stopped listening to people. I stopped servicing people. And I forgot the big cardinal rule about business, Larry. I don't care what kind of business you do. You need human capital to drive the business. Uh, Zig Ziglar has a great saying. You don't build the business. You build the people. And the people will build the business. And I lost that. I ended up going bankrupt, Larry, in 2013 when I moved to Raleigh, North Carolina after leaving Baltimore. I had almost five and a half million dollars of debt. I had about 177 creditors. And when I moved to Raleigh in April 2013, I had $4 to my name. And the year before that, Larry, I was a multimillionaire in Baltimore. It's amazing how things can turn in just 12 months with some bad decisions and a really big ego driving you in the wrong direction. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that Zig Ziglar quote is phenomenal. I love that. Not one that I've heard before, but I will probably be using that again. It's fantastic. Uh, thanks for sharing that. I would ask you a couple of highlights that I know you didn't hit on, but I know, right? You were the first, and I think to date, the only offensive lineman ever drafted at a Howard University. Isn't that correct? That is correct. I was drafted in 03. I was the first offensive lineman, and I'm still to date the only offensive lineman ever drafted out of Howard University to the NFL. We've had about maybe 10 to 15 guys drafted, quarterback, a couple of D linemen, some corners, a tight end, but we've never had an offensive lineman except for me. And it's very flattering, but at the same time, I was hoping that would change at some point. Right. To get more top recruits there. I remember we had Cam Newton's brother there for four years as a quarterback, was doing well. I don't think he went to the NFL or anything like that, but just trying to get some more talented guys coming to the Mecca. That's what they call Howard, because we really do have a great educational pillar. We have a great academic and athletic prowess as a great college. But unfortunately, I don't think we do a good job of marketing the athletic side as much as the academic side. And sometimes we don't get a lot of the athletes that might go to like a Morgan State or a Grambling or a FAMU. I'm I'm talking more about the black college or Tennessee State because they, you know, those schools talk more about their athletics. And I feel Howard doesn't do that as well as it should to leverage to get some more top talented guys to come to the uh, to Howard University. Well, hopefully that'll change over time. Now, you mentioned your struggle from shifting from the NFL into the business world. You had some challenges there. Do you think that a lot of those personal struggles had to do simply with the transition from being an NFL star, being somebody on an NFL team, and then moving out into what we would call the real world, I guess, and out of that limelight and being able to make that transition? Sure, absolutely, because... In the NFL, everything is catered to you. The locker room, stuff's laid out for you, and meals, and travel, and they tell you when to be somewhere, where to be. You just have to show up, do your job. Like, love Tom Brady as a player, 
person. I mean, he's a nice guy, but not a huge fan of his. But when you're 42, almost 43 years, I think he's 43 years old now, he has been playing football for so long. And I don't blame him. Like, you know, to retire at his age, you're like, well, wow, I've been playing football for over 40 years of my life. What's next? And a lot of guys struggle with that. Some guys do okay. They'll get into coaching or try to get into like being a broadcaster, but there are very few jobs where guys can make the kind of money like Tony Rose, like $20 million a year as a announcer right. on CBS. Right. That is like the 0.001% of the 100,000 of us that are trying to do that in the NFL or retired players. But what you have to do is figure out what you do do best. And once you do that, I tell guys to build off your strengths. Once you build off your strengths, then you want to move to the next position, which is talking to people in your inner circle and figuring out from them how you can kind of make that transition to what I call or you call corporate everyday life. Right. Do you feel like the NFL does a really good job at that or that's an area that they really need to work on to prepare players better for? When I left the NFL, there was nothing out there at that time. Since 2013, we had a new CBA agreement come in place. We have the NFL Legends, NFL Trust, NFL PA, Retired Players Association, Larry. So today, there are tons of resources for players that retire to go out and get that help as they're making the transition. But I tell guys all the time, the NFL or the NFL affiliate groups do not have the ability to make you get up Call that number, email that person, and get the ball rolled. Right. Is there a specific mindset that people or players should have in order to be more successful with that transition process? The mindset they need to have is that they are no longer what I call in the limelight, in the spotlight. And if you want to earn respect in corporate America, you have to earn it. You have to go out there and get it done. Just like me, Larry. I was like, 2013, I'm going to be this huge, big speaker. I'm the next Tony Robbins. I'm the next Les Brown. All this stuff. And for two and a half years, Larry, not one paid job. Got my first paid job in April 2016 with Miller Mock College in Wilmington, North Carolina. And the last five years, Larry, as of last Thursday, we were hired by the Molson Coors Beverage Company. So now they are our 25th Fortune 500 client, Larry, in the last five years. Work for Home Depot, AXA Equitable, PNC Bank, JP Morgan and Chase. Oh, good Lord. New York Life, MetLife, Liberty Mutual, Merrill Lynch, Bank of America, all these brands, Edward Jones. And I tell everybody that we... Our brand didn't get here by showing up saying, hey, here we are. We got here by doing three things, outpacing the competition, outsmarting the competition, and outperforming the competition. And I tell players as you're transitioning, if you think you can just show up and it's going to be great, it's going to be all red carpet, like like it was football, you got another thing coming right? because this is big business. This is no longer the NFL arena. Yeah, it's almost like you have to take, I would imagine, I don't want to put words in your mouth. You can agree or disagree and tell me what your thoughts are. But it almost seems to me as an athlete where things are, like you said, laid out, 
things are fairly regimented, right? You come to the field, you come to the park, and you're setting up each day, doing the same things for practice, meals. You know, it's very regimented. It's almost like you have to take that same mentality and that regimented process and figure it out on how you're going to do that in the corporate world, as you say. And now you're just going to have to go out and get that business. It's not going to just be brought to you and you have to show up. You now have to go out and get it and have that process in place and just continue to follow it. Well, that's how we got introduced, Larry, where Brian Money thought it could be great for us to potentially do some business together. And he said, you know, Marcus, get on his podcast, you know, get to know him. I said, that's how I met Jamie. That's how I met a lot of our clients. And I'm all about podcasts. That's why we created, Larry, our own podcast to be able to get out there and create another lane, another vehicle to get content out, get people into our inner circle, to start having dollars on how we can help them or they can help us and create partnerships. People do business with who they like, Larry, all day. So again, you said it best. It's the player's job to go out there, impress clients, show up, do the job, perform, and be a high-level service-providing individual. A, be a partner, not just a vendor. Right. I tell people all the time, when you are a vendor, if I gives you a better price, you're gone. As a partner, if I gives a better price, that client will make you the same offer. Can you do it for this price? Because we want to keep a partnership going. So that's why I, us in the Carson Group, how you know Jamie. We're looking to do some great things together because that's ways they can help me and I can help them. And because of that, it's all about how you create that vehicle, that lane to say, hey, this is a great partnership. But you said it best, Larry. You have to show up. You have to deliver. And you have to do exactly what you say you're going to do. I have an acronym for the word lead. Leader, gauge, adapt, deliver all day. And if you expect this because you're a former player, you were a pro bowler for a year, or you were a Hall of Famer and all this stuff, that's awesome. But in business, it's not the same thing. Right. It's a challenge. So before we delve in a little bit more into some of the things you're doing currently and how you're working with people, I have to ask you because I have two boys and I know sibling rivalries are a thing. I have two boys that are hockey players and they're always uh, jabbing each other and whatnot. And I know that your brother also had the opportunity to play in the NFL and you guys had some very different paths. Did that have an effect on your relationship, good, bad, or indifferent? How did that come out as brothers? Because I know my guys fight tooth and nail and they chirp each other constantly. <laughs> well, great question. It was indifferent because he's almost seven years older than I am. And he was an offensive lineman. I was an offensive lineman. So it was more where he helped me with some great coaching, great teaching, great tutelage to help me actually get drafted. When God put my brother with the Baltimore Ravens, which was an hour away from me, I could go out to the Ravens facility, training camp, go there, meet him, talk to guys, get on the field, watch practice, go watch him in one-on-ones, all these things. It made me a better player because when he was in college at UCLA, I only saw one game of his, no practices. We were from D.C. Right. But when he moved to Baltimore, I could go out to training camp. I could go to practices. I could go see him, all these things, and I could go do that 
So it helped me to pick up what he was trying to tell me on the phone. That may not be able to really visualize, understand, attack. But when I saw him in one-on-ones going out there, doing things against great players and he just dominating them and how he passed set and how he punched and how he used his body, all these things, that allowed me to actually get into a position where I could be able to have a career in the NFL as well. That's amazing. So it's a good thing then that you guys were able to react and help each other and support each other because many times you hear stories that it's not an indifferent situation and or one brother makes it to the NFL or another doesn't. So it's fantastic that you guys were completely supportive of each other. That's excellent. Absolutely. I know you're really into coaching and where do you think your interest and desire comes from for coaching? It seems like something you've been almost doing all your life to some degree. Well, it came from my father. My father worked as one of the first African-Americans of the Federal Home Loans Bank of New York in their D.C. office. He was always coaching people, mentoring people, his team that were around him, friends, anybody. So I really picked up that disposition, Larry, to be able to mentor, coach, speak to people from a young age. I remember my grandmother telling me when I was young, I was going to do something special. And she said, Marcus, you have a good football ability. Don't get me wrong. You do. And your brother does, but his is different than yours. He's got a, a lot. He's a lot bigger. He's, you know, I'm almost six, six, he's six, nine. Yeah. There's a lot bigger. There's a lot more things going on, but you have a special talent that Jonathan doesn't have. And you'll use that in life. I don't know what it is, but you got something. And to be where I'm at today, there is a speaker again, 25 force fire to come in the last five years, predominantly financial planning and Merrill Lynch, Bank of America, PNC, Goldman Sachs, Axel Equitable, JP Morgan and Chase, all these brands, 25 force for your clients if you're just okay at what you do or you're just average. They don't hire average. Like Molson Coors could have selected anybody to work for them, right? But they called me through a bureau, Larry, which was awesome. Right. I'm like, wow. So they were looking for me, obviously. So like I tell everybody, for me, it was like, wow, I actually can do something that's beyond the game. I have a skill set. And I tell guys, once you figure out what your skill set is beyond the gridiron and you're not afraid to embark upon it because it's not football, but it's something you can be great at. If you can accept that it's not football and you can become great at it, Larry, most guys can transition. But a lot of times it's hard because a lot of times guys will want people to lay the red carpet out for them. And I was the same exact way in speaking, Larry. But once I realized nobody was coming with the red carpet, nobody was going to be there just to say, here, Marcus, here's all these companies. Here's all this money. Here's all these clients. Nobody was going to do that for me. And once I realized that, Larry, and it strapped on my boots, put my hard hat on and went to work. That's what things start to open up for us. So that's the real mindset shift there is you really have to shift from that mindset where the red carpet's not going to be laid out and now it's on my back. Luckily, it's a big back. I can take on a lot. And now I got to go out and make this thing work. While you're playing in the NFL, do you even have the time to commit even a small amount of time to start working on and honing these skills? 
in the off season you do if you know how to plan properly and you kind of know how to work it in with your OTAs and your off season workouts and all that. You can do that. And the NFL teams, especially some head coaches more than others, will give you a lot of leeway for education, development. As long as you're doing your job when OTAs come, workouts, mandatory events, they're fine with it. Right. So it's something that you really could and probably should start determining what that next level is going to be, what that next stage is, and start working towards that end goal almost immediately as a player. Correct. So I want to turn it over to you because I know you talk a lot about the success cycle, right? That's something that you talk about often. Can you tell our listeners, what is the success cycle? How does that work? And how can entrepreneurs and other business people incorporate this into what they're doing? The success cycle is our second book. It's also a bestseller. You can buy it on Amazon, Barstable's bookstores, in person, online, all that. But the success cycle is comprised of three main traits, ambition, drive, hard work. Ambition is all about identifying your goals, creating your roadmap and or your blueprint for success. Get where you want to get in life. Drive is all about being inspired over motivated. One of my mentors, her name is Mel Robbins, says it best. Motivation is garbage. Inspiration is for the long haul. And then hard work, Larry. Focus on yourself, not the competition. Once I start focusing on speaking, coaching, consulting, what I could do, not what my competition's doing. I used to like watch other speakers' Instagrams, like what they're doing. Why am I not doing that? Is he better than me? Is she better than me? And once I stop doing that and say, okay, Marcus, be better than yourself yesterday. Focus on getting past the obstacles you were having issues with yesterday or last week. Once I started doing that, Larry, that's when life got a lot better. And that's why physically better because I'm in better shape. I go to the gym, take care of myself. The speaking career is doing much better. The consulting, we have a couple of big consulting clients. We have a tremendous amount of one-on-one coaching clients. And we're servicing people like the Carson Group or people like our client Red Gold. Red Gold is the second largest supplier of ketchup, Larry, in the world. And they are our client. We met them on LinkedIn. And it's just a great relationship. Right back, we're actually interviewing their senior VP today at 3.30 on our show to have them come on and talk about three things that makes Red Gold such a great company. So again, this is what we live for. We live for helping people succeed where we have failed. I think that's a great point. None of those three things take really much in the way of talent, right? You're not talking about talent or learning. It's just really putting pen to paper and putting some hard work in and working towards those goals that you're laying out. And not being afraid of failure, Larry. If you fail in life, that's okay. If you don't try in life, that's not okay. I agree. We talk about failure as learning. It's the best school you can ever go to. As long as if you fail, you reflect and learn from it, then that's a great education. But if you just fail and don't figure out where the failure is coming from and learn from it, then I think it ends up being problematic, right? Great. So you talk a lot about the Fortune 500 companies that you're working with, and that's fantastic. I mean, besides them, who are your ideal clients for coaching and leadership coaching as well? Is it only Fortune 500? No. 
I coach a lot of entrepreneurs, some people who want to become speakers, Larry, some people that want to transition from one job to another, some people who are working in a small company that want to rise up the corporate ladder, people that own a business and want to make the business more successful. I have clients that are in real estate, mortgages. I have clients that are in home improvement. I have clients that are in financial planning. I have clients that are in the restaurant or the food business. We have a large client base. And what we really excel at is figuring out each person's goals to help them become accomplishments. Jim Rohn has an excellent quote. Discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishments. Goals are what you want to do and accomplishment is what you've done. So once you can turn a goal into an accomplishment, that's when life gets great. So we have a lot of clients that we service. You can go to our website, which is www.marcus, M-A-R-Q-U-E-S, Ogden, O-G-D-E-N.com, and check us out. We work with a lot of people. That's how I can describe it, Larry. Anybody that knows where they're at in life and knows they want to get to a high level of success through hard work, ambition, drive, and discipline, that's our ideal client. I think that's a great description, and I'm sure it describes a lot of folks listening to our show. So hopefully they'll be uh, hitting you up on that website, taking a look and putting in some inquiries for you. Obviously, with working with people, for them to know where they want to go and try to strive and reach for these goals, there are always obstacles in the way. And I'm sure you're privy to a lot of them. So what are the biggest obstacles that you see people, entrepreneurs having issues with that you've been successful in helping them overcome? Number one is what I call the, basically it's like the procrastination effect where they're waiting for the perfect time. There is no perfect time. That's number one. Number two, they're really afraid of failure. They're afraid of making a mistake and they end up staying in the comfort zone. And Jonah Hill, the actor, has a great quote. The comfort zone is where dreams go to die. Huge. Yeah, and true. the third one, and the one I see the most, but people who come to me by usually the third or fourth call, if they have it, it's gone because I make them very clear and know that if you don't get rid of this, you're going to end up like me, the ego. The ego is the number one killer of any business owner that I've seen because they get so caught up, Larry, and worrying about the success, the money, the fame, the notoriety. And I tell them all the time. All those things can be gone in the blink of an eye. You want to know? Ask me. Right. I built an eight-figure company, Larry. Five and a half years took me to build it. Lost everything in 90 days. That's an amazing story. And I would imagine the ego component probably is the biggest preventer from people even contacting you to begin with because they don't think they need you, right? <laughs> exactly. Here's the thing. Everybody needs a coach. Michael Jordan had a coach. Has one still. Kobe, when he was alive, had one in basketball, had one in his personal life. Everyone that I know is successful. Bill Gates has a coach. Warren Buffett has a coach. Tony Robbins has a coach. If they all have a coach, why don't you? Right. Super successful people, Larry, know the value of a coach because a coach will do what? Push you out of your comfort zone. And again, what did Jonah Hill say? 
the comfort zone is where dreams go to die. Yeah, I agree. And and on your first two points, I always say the best time is now because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow or later. And you might make that phone call now. Somebody else may be calling them tomorrow. You wait till two days from now, you're out of luck. And then done is better than perfect, right? If you're worrying about making a mistake, get it done. You could always work out if there's a mistake or an issue, you could always fix it. And you could always course correct if you need to. So I think those are three great points that you bring up. So we like leaving people with actionable ideas. So what are three things that people can do and implement today to regain focus and start moving towards their goals? Something easy that they can feel a win. Number one. Write down your three biggest strengths. Number two, tell people in your inner circle what you want to get accomplished. Number three, create and write down goals you want to turn to accomplishments. Three things. Strengths, what are three things you do best? Talk to your inner circle, let them know what you're trying to do. And then third, write down your goals you want to accomplish and get after it. Once you know what the strengths are, you write the goals down. And then you tell your inner circle, you are basically doing this. You say, wow, I can do these things. I've got these three big strengths. Here are the goals once to become accomplishment. And third, by telling your inner circle, you without even realizing indirectly, hold yourself accountable. Do those three things today, right now. And I promise you, it'll start to move you towards where you want to go in life. That's how I turn my life around. I was eight, basically seven and a half years ago, Larry. Bankrupt, broke, almost homeless, making $8 hours of custodian. Today, I'm on national stages, Zoom calls, podcasts, written two best-selling books. I'm here to tell you, that's exactly what I did. And once I did those three things, yes, I faced adversity. Yes, I faced rejection. Yes, I was told no, all that stuff. It didn't magically happen, but that's how I started my journey. If it worked for me, it can work for you too. Those three are great points. One and two, definite. And number three, in addition to holding you accountable, you're basically unleashing your network by saying, this is what I'm doing. This is who I am. And now when they run into people, they know if they need services, hey, I know what's going on in Marcus's life. He's a great fit for you. Larry, that's how I got my first non-paid Fortune 500 speaking job in 2016. Well, actually, I got it in 2014. I came back in for them in 2016. That's how I did it. My inner circle worked for the company. NetApp got me in. And that's how my whole career started to break in to the Fortune 500 clients. Now, 24 clients later, without NetApp, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. There you go. Yeah, we talk about a lot. Network equals net worth all the time. That's a home run. So what's up next for Marcus Ogden? What's up next for you? We're working on our podcast and some online products and services. But we're really excited about the podcast because we're now in the top 10% most downloaded, listened to podcasts in the industry. We cover all types of topics, sports, mindset, entrepreneurship, business. And me and my co-hosts have worked very hard to get some great content, great topics. We've got some great sponsors now. We've got a couple more people that are, are interested in us, getting behind us. And it's fun because we get a chance to interview some great people. And the great people can bring value to our audience, Larry. And everybody wins. And just so people know, what's the name of your show? So if they want to check that out after they're listening to this one. It's called The Lev and Marcus Show. The L-E-V and M-A-R-Q-E-S Show. We're on Spotify, Apple, Google, 
Stitcher, and iHeart uh, and iHeartRadio. Fantastic. And Marcus, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I love the ideas and I love the things that you've brought to the table for our, our listeners. And I think there are a lot of great actionable ideas that they could take away from today's show and immediately implement very simply and start moving towards a greater success. But at the same time, we end every show asking each one of our guests the same question, because this is the Midland Money Mindset, which is, what did you do today that brought you joy and put you in the right mindset for success? Today, I got up and I went to the gym at five o'clock this morning to get my day started. The gym puts me in the right mindset to get going, face the day, crush the day, and perform and have my best day. Do it every single day. No matter what, huh? No matter what. No matter where I'm at, if I'm on the road, it doesn't matter. I have to get it done because if I don't get that done, I don't feel in the right mindset to do what, Larry? Crush the day. There you go. And when you're on the road in the hotels, the hotels have enough weight in their uh, weight room for you no. even? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so listen, Marcus, we're going to have all your contact information in the show notes. But if people want to get in touch with you, learn more about you and your engagements and how you work with companies, what's the easiest and best way for them to find that information? They can go to our website, www.marcusmar.com. Q-U-E-S Ogden, O-G-D-E-N.com. And they can shoot me an email, Marcus underscore Ogden at yahoo.com. Connect with us and let's set up a time to chat and talk. There you go. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. I appreciate your time and make it a great day, Marcus. Have a great one, Larry. Thanks for having me on. I want to thank Marcus Ogden for being a guest on the Midland Money Mindset. Marcus has taken what he's learned from being a top athlete in the NFL combined with his experiences of growing and losing a successful business to help countless others. Marcus wants to educate people on how they can be successful and avoid the pitfalls that he has experienced. Marcus's perseverance and resilience is inspiring to everyone that hears his story. Marcus can be found across all social media platforms and all the contact information needed to find him can be found in the show notes. Thank you for joining us this week on the Midland Money Mindset. Make sure you visit our website at midlandmoneymindset.com and smash the subscribe button so you don't miss a show. We encourage you to help others find our valuable content and please don't keep us a secret. You can also schedule an Is There a Fit call right from our website or by using the link that you'll find in the description section of your podcast player or app. And be sure to join us for our next episode to learn more about getting your mind right when it comes to all things money. The opinions voiced in the Midland Money Mindset Show with Lawrence Sprung are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal. No strategy ensures success or protects against loss. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through CWM LLC, an SEC registered investment advisor. Guests on the Midland Money Mindset Show are not affiliated with CWM LLC.